Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. I'm your host, Lee Phelan. And today we're going to talk about evolution and super goblins. The word evolution means different things to different people. For some people, it's a rallying cry to form lynch mobs against scientists in public education. For others, it's a weapon to use against religious fundamentalists. To comic book fans, it's that mysterious power that will one day turn all of us into mutated superheroes. As usual, the truth about evolution is quieter more subtle, and yet more amazing than any of these sensationalized ideas. So what exactly is evolution, and how does it work? Let's look at an example. But first, I want to thank our sponsor, Squarespace.com. Squarespace has itself evolved into a brand new content management system that makes it faster and easier than ever to create a high-quality site or blog. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase on new accounts, go to squarespace.com everyday and use offer code everyday8. So let's imagine for a moment that there exists somewhere in Earth's ancient past a tribe of fierce goblins. While most of the goblins are relatively similar in appearance and behavior, you know, green leathery skin, red beady eyes, etc. One goblin in this tribe sticks out from the rest. His friends call him Golrock the Fuzzy. Unlike the other goblins, Golrock is covered with a soft, downy fur. None of the other goblins are quite sure what to make of Golrock's odd complexion. But fortunately for Golrock, goblins don't turn their backs on family, no matter how odd they look. Like most goblin tribes, this tribe prides itself on its hunting prowess. Since their green leathery skin is a relatively poor insulator, they do all of their hunting and storing food during the warmer months of spring and summer and spend most of the late fall and winter months shivering in their dens, eating the food they've stored up. Now let's imagine that one year, winter happens to be much longer and tougher than usual. The goblins, being used to having a much longer time period in which to hunt, suddenly find that they are running out of food stores before winter is over. Now Golrock with his warm downy fur, is able to spend more time out in the cold hunting and storing food than the other goblins in the tribe. So while most of the goblins and their children sit cold and starving, Gulrock's family thrives. Now suppose that this cycle of long, hard winters lasts for a few more years. Assuming that the goblins don't change their hunting habits, which they wouldn't as goblins are well known to be relatively slow-witted, whose children are going to eventually be the healthiest and strongest goblins? In our contrived example, Gorok's fuzzy appearance was caused by a genetic mutation. At some point in his developmental history, the set of goblin hair production genes that Gorok inherited from his parents changed or mutated in such a way as to give him his furry coat. This mutation could have happened while those genes still belonged to one of his ancestors or during some part of his own development. However it happened, this mutation caused a change in one of the physical traits of the goblin. 
Instead of having bare, leathery skin, Gulrock ended up with soft, downy fur covering his body. Now, in this particular situation, it turns out that this trait was extremely beneficial for Gulrock. By being able to hunt longer than the other goblins, he made sure that he and the rest of his family were more physically fit than the rest of the tribe. This means that if you were to look at all the goblins in the next generation, Gulrock's children would be healthy and strong, while those outside his family will either have gone to the great goblin hunting grounds in the sky, or be suffering from malnourishment. Assuming that the mutation of Gulrock's hair-related genes can be passed on to his children, what scientists call a heritable trait, this means that all of his healthy goblin children will also carry this mutation, and will likely be hairy goblins themselves. If this trend of long winters continued, after a while there would be very few non-hairy goblins remaining. The tribe would consist almost entirely of hairy goblins. In scientific terms, we say that the hairy goblins evolved from the non-hairy goblins. Now for a few caveats and points of clarification about this example. This story makes the assumption that the hairy goblin trait is dominant, meaning that as long as you have one copy of the gene from either parent, you'll still be a hairy goblin and that it is not sex-linked, meaning that both male and female goblins can pass on that gene and experience its effects. Not all genetic traits behave this way. This particular trait also provided a beneficial effect to the goblins, namely giving them a stronger chance of surviving through the winter. Many genetic mutations have either no beneficial effect or a negative effect on survival. Mutations that provide a stronger chance of survival in a given environment tend to stick around. This is a concept called selective pressure. Once again, this episode is brought to you by Squarespace.com, the fast and easy way to create a high-quality, professional-looking website or blog. It's faster and easier than ever because Squarespace lets you drag and drop blocks of content like photos, videos, text, or Twitter feeds. The new Squarespace also features templates that have mobile-ready, responsive designs, which means that your site automatically restructures to any size device. For a free trial, go to squarespace.com everyday. You can sign up for a free account, no credit card needed. Just try it out and start building your site. Then if you decide to purchase it, use offer code everyday8 and you'll get 10% off your first purchase on new accounts. So, what would it take for humans to mutate into superheroes? First, there would have to be a genetic mutation of some kind granting them superpowers. Second, those superpowers would have to give them some kind of competitive edge over their non-super friends in the areas of both survival and reproduction. This means that they would need to be mutated into someone more like Superman and less like a hairy goblin. If you liked today's episode, you can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Einstein. Till next time, I'm your host, Lee Phelan, with Everyday Einstein's quick and dirty tips for making sense of science. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.